everyone. Welcome back to Polling Place 2020. I am joined with Kelly. Kelly, say hi. Hi, guys. And then I am with, I am, we are joined with the McLean County Clerk, Kathy Michael. Hi. Hello. Um, before we start um, answering um, just like general questions, how long have you been um, the county clerk? I was elected in, it's an elected position, in 2010. So you guys are better at math than I am. So going on 11 years, and then I'm up for re-election in 2022. We're all hoping we survive this very exciting and challenging election. <laughs> yeah. And then um, what interested you in becoming the county clerk? Well, that's a good question. I, I preferred um, behind the scenes. I had a consulting business, and I worked on political campaigns and business folks would hire me for certain things like gravel pits and main street corridor and things like that. And I like that part of it, of being behind the scenes. And then someone approached me and a group and asked me to run, to consider running. And I said, yes, and the rest is history. But of course I have a love for politics and just community involvement as well. So that's what got me started. So you never know where the, where your road is going to take you. And it might, shift you into different uh, areas but it's always an adventure for sure and then um for the people that don't really know how, what all does a county clerk do well we get the most publicity because elections is a part of it and that always gets the most media attention but it's a really busy office we do we have vital records we have genealogy we have the recording division and what all that means is if, if you need your birth certificate and we're born in McLean County, we have all of those. If you're gonna get married in McLean County, you come here and get your marriage license and have all sorts of records, uh, liens and things like that. So it's super, super busy, including the elections division. Right, and so um, with the elections, um, just could you explain just how voter registration works and like when you should do it and where you can do it? Well, good questions, and I appreciate um, you all really helping to, to get the word out because voter registration for the paper forms is now closed. So you can only register online, except for grace period voting now. So if you can go online, if you have any trouble before, and we encourage you to do that before election day, because this is going to be a busy, busy election, and it takes longer. You can register to vote and vote at your polling place or at the early voting sites, it takes 10 to 15 minutes longer because you have to show your ID and have the proper ID. Whereas if you're already registered to vote, it should, depending on the lines, only take you five or 10 minutes. So anytime you can get registered to vote ahead of time, please do so. Um, again, go online and I, the easiest thing and uh, students and others probably do this a lot faster than I would have um, at my age now, but just Google. And all you have to do is Google McLean County Clerk. And for some reason, our website comes up, which is great. Just click on elections and you'll see all that information. And you can even Google, um, how do I register to vote in Illinois? And you know, the state site will come up and they're advertising, you've probably seen them. Every time I open Facebook, there's information on how to register to vote and vote. So we encourage you to do that. There's still plenty of time. Again, try not to wait too late and then Early voting is ongoing now, downtown at the arena, and that's the former Coliseum. It's easy to find, uh, 101 South Madison Street. They're open today, 8.30 to 4.30, 
and go again, Google our website, and you'll see all those early voting sites. We started out at the Eastland Mall this weekend. Big turnout, very little wait lines. So that's another, you can go shopping and vote at the same time, and we really encourage that. And the reason I'm pushing early voting, obviously everybody likes to go to their polling place and vote, right? Um, especially parents like to bring their kids and you get I voted stickers. Well, you can do that at early voting, but this year, especially because of social distancing, the voters are going to be six feet apart. The judges are going to be six feet apart in the equipment. And that means less judges. And I you can only imagine doing the math. If you have four, 400 people show up to vote, you're going to be six feet apart and that's going to make the lines a little bit longer. So you can still vote by mail, ask for your ballot to be mailed to you. So lots of ways to vote. And of course, on, on election day, just be careful as there may be wait lines. And so um, I know Grace was telling me this. Um, I'm like, I live in the dorms still. So um, I know that changing our addresses is kind of a pain in the butt. So with voter registration, um, even if you switch like dorm rooms and you're still on the same floor, like how does changing your address work? Like, do you still need to change it? Like, I can barely hear you, but I think um, as far as changing addresses and you live, where do you live? Um, I live in the dorms. In the dorms, okay. Have you registered to vote there at the dorms? Yes. Okay, Like awesome. for like the kids who haven't like changed their addresses, I know a lot of people usually change like the dorms. So like for those exactly. who have, how would you go about that? That's a very good question, too, because a lot of, and no offense meant to students, because um, older people forget this as well, or it's just not on our radar screen. Even if you're a student and you registered last year and you had to move back, and of course, circumstances are changing on campus with moving to different locations and things like that, and you think, well, I'm already registered because I voted in March, even if you moved across the hallway, you have to re-register the vote. We sent out new cards and information, and if those came back undeliverable, because legally they can't be forwarded, we mark you as inactive. So please look it up. You can look to see if you're still registered. We're getting a lot of students contacting us to check on their voter registration. Don't assume you're in the system. Look it up before you go. We'll get you registered and you'll be all set. So that's a simple thing on the voter registration form which you can't have the paper form, but you can do this online. You just put in your old address, don't even need to do that really, and your new address, and we'll send you a new voter card and you'll be in the system. Did that answer most of your questions on the yeah. changing of addresses? <laughs> it's just so important and that's why I really appreciate you getting the word out. It's easy to check to see if you are registered to vote. It's easy and you can fix it in five minutes. So I don't want to see anybody get discouraged on election day because of long lines or a hold up and just give up and go home. We want everybody to have the right to vote. So you have to help us a little bit, do your homework and get registered to vote. And again, we're here pretty much 24 seven now. I was answering emails last night until about midnight and I enjoy it. And that's, we're here for you. So call us, email us, we'll get you the answers. How has COVID changed the way people vote this year? Well, it's changed a lot, as you can imagine. Um, and there again, uh, what will affect us most is at the polling places, mm -hmm. because I'll, I'll give you an example at Bone, um, and we're going to be at Watterson and Bone 
um, early voting the last week in October. Again, those are all on our website. Um, but at Bone in the ballroom, where in March we had planned 70 judges, you know, at the very last minute, that's when COVID was really picking up and ISU changed the maximum amounts of people allowed. We had to cut that down to 35 judges from 70. We are now cutting down to 25 judges in order to adhere to the six foot, only so many people in the room, and this goes for Watterson too. So picture COVID, this is how it's affected us. Instead of having 70 judges to help you all, we're down to 25. So what does that tell you logically? It's going to be a thousand people show up to vote. It's going to be a long wait and we don't want that to happen. So early vote, vote by mail. And that's been the biggest thing for COVID. Um, but luckily the, the good, if there's anything good to come of this is awareness, much more awareness, not only with students, but everyone of all the different opportunities to vote. And in McLean County, uh, we have a really spotless reputation. You can look it up. Um, for no voter fraud. Um, yeah, everybody kind of, you're either related to everybody here or you know everybody. And uh, in a way that's good, sometimes it's bad. But we watch over each other and any hint of any bad activity, we want you to report it and we have never had any official reports. So don't be afraid to vote by mail. You'll get a card saying we received your ballot. You can double check to make sure you received your ballot. If you didn't get it, we can cancel it and say, I'd uh, send you another one. I drove out uh, three ballots personally to disabled veterans who for some reason the mail hadn't gotten to them. I took them their ballots. Now I can't do that for 3,000, but we'll certainly, our point is we're gonna make sure if you're legally registered and you can do it, you're gonna get to vote. I'm going off of that. I know I saw in the news that there was a little mishap with uh, early voting with a few questions being wrong. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. You looked like you weren't able to hear me for a minute. <laughs> um, I know, okay, I'll repeat myself. Um, there was a little problem with there's a few misprinted questions. So on the ballot, correct? We have two election authorities in McLean County. Uh -huh. Our office handles all elections. It gets a little confusing sometimes. It's been this way for 90 years, we don't know why. Um, all elections and voters except city of Bloomington. Mm -hmm. City of Bloomington voters are handled by the Bloomington Election Commission. They had errors on their ballot and and they have since fixed those. Okay. So our, ours, I don't wanna say ours, but you know, the rest of the county, yeah. the town of Normal, ours are fine, no, no errors. Yeah. And Bloomington got theirs fixed for early voting. So if you go to the arena now and you're a city of Bloomington, cause we know some students also live in the city of Bloomington. You can go now and early vote. So Bloomington is back and running. And normal in the rest of the county, we didn't have any mishaps. So we haven't missed any of that. So that was a good thing. Mistakes happen. And uh, of course they were, you know, we're just devastated, but worked night and day and got that fixed for the city of Bloomington voters. And then do you have an estimate about how m many mail-in ballots you'll probably receive this year? Gosh, I can guess, not being psychic, but I'm almost psychic with this job. Um, <laughs> we, let me give you an example. Vote by mail ballots. Now, again, this doesn't include city of Bloomington numbers, but they're very close to ours. 
in years past, we've had an average about 500, 600, 800 requests for vote by mail ballots. This year, we're already up to almost 15,000. Oh, wow, that's a lot. So that was a whole new thing with us sending out all those applications, you know, that we were mandated by law, not the ballots, but the applications, 15,000. And, and uh, they're starting to come back in. So I, now we also have a lot of people saying, hey, if I got my, my ballot in the mail, does that mean I have to send that back in? No, you're not forced to do that. That's just an opportunity. Keep, keep your ballot, bring it to early voting bring it to your polling place and surrender it and you can still vote. So don't let that, that's a, something to help spread the word. Just cause you got that ballot and say, Hey, I'm pretty good about things. I want to go to my polling place, take your ballot with you. Just, you know, we also have drop boxes if you've already completed your ballot, but maybe don't want to drop it in the mail. We have new drop boxes. You can take it to your polling place sealed and hand it to a judge and they'll tell you, just drop it in the box. You don't need a stamp. We have drop boxes here at the office at the government center. Some people are a little hesitant, perhaps they've had delayed mail, don't need a stamp, jump in your car, bring your ballot and drop it in one of our drop boxes. And they're also at all the early voting locations. But in answer to your question on, um, yeah, we're gonna have thousands and thousands. We've got a team of 10 people that we've never had before working downstairs, Republican and Democratic judges, going through every single one. We've got 700 in on Friday. We've got 1,200 in the day before that. So it's a real kind of exciting and cool process, and it's an open process. We've had poll watchers come and watch. Like, how do you decide to reject one? Well, it's going to be very rare that we reject a ballot. The, each of those judges look at the signature, because in Illinois, that's the only identification you have to have to vote. You check your signature. Who writes the same way they did 30 years ago? You know, for some of our older voters. Yeah. But if it looks funny, we are obligated by law to contact that voter. I'll be, it'll be a cold day and you know where before we reject a ballot unless it's, unless it's an obvious case of fraud. And thus far, we have seen none, but we're watching for it. And I just don't think it's going to happen here. I'm a little optimistic. But if it does, we'll investigate it and go from there. And then, so kind of going off of that, what is the process like then for counting those mail-in ballots? Good question. Um, it's like any other, it's, you know, it's a regular ballot. Like if you would go to your polling place and you say, I want to, I don't want to vote on the touchscreen. I want a paper ballot. It's that same paper ballot. So the judges very carefully open that. The three judges look at the signature and all have to agree that, or agree the majority that it matches. Then you don't count them because that's against statute. We can process them, which means they go in the, the box and it's sealed in a secure location. And then on election night at seven o'clock, this is where the results are gonna come into play, the possible delayed election results. Then our election vendor pushes the button because we've already processed the ballot. We've run it through and hopefully they can just push the button and boom, the results start showing up on the website and and uh, try not to bore you to death, but out in the field, let's say we've got Bellflower, which is half an hour away or Aerosmith, the judges, two judges, Republican, Democrat, drive those ballots back. Now we've already got the mail-in ballots in our secret location. So we're processing those, but on election night, all those ballots start coming in from Normal and Bellflower and Lexington. And we do the same thing. We run them through the machine, 
as they come in precinct by precinct up on the website, you'll start seeing, oh, this person's leading over here in this district. And everybody's kind of glued to those results all night long. Well, imagine this. What if we get 5,000 vote by mails on election day by mail? And that's the only, and I wouldn't say that's a problem, but I'm just saying don't expect your results Mm -hmm. immediately. And that might really come into play for our local, you know, people running because they might be a little bit closer. And we can't, results aren't official on election day anyway. It takes two or three weeks for all these things. We have 14 days to receive more ballots in the mail. As long as they're postmarked by November 3rd, they will count. So uh, official results don't really happen right away, but this time it might be even more delayed. Because You'll see what we've got in and then we're going to say, well, guess what? We've got 3,000 more that came in this afternoon. So if some, don't assume you've won the race until the results are official. You can still go ahead and party and get excited, but don't get too excited until you see the final, final results. Okay. And then that's, well, you actually kind of answered my last question. Just after November 3rd, how long does it usually take to get all those results? And I'm guessing about a good month. Yeah, it shouldn't take longer than a month. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, we don't know what we're expecting this time. Um, I just heard coming in today to work that one state is extending their 14 day to receive those ballots. So anything could happen. Uh, Ordinarily, though, we've got all those plugged in after 14 days. So I'm saying within two weeks in a normal year, you would have the official results but this is anything but normal. So give it at least three weeks and I'm hoping we don't go to a month, but again, just be ready for anything. And that's why it's important. Get your vote in. If you're sitting there and you forgot to mail it, you know, you do everybody a favor. If you get that mail-in ballot in now or early vote, that will help tremendously. I got my mail-in ballot and it was simple, easy. Oh, you did? Good. Yeah, I loved it. I, that Good. was, um, I've mailed in a few different times and it's so much easier. Good. Yeah. The only thing people get nervous, you know, about what you read or if the mail is going to be delayed. And so far, knock on wood, it was a little delayed. Did you have a delay in receiving your ballot at all? Um, No. No. So some people, they, well, you know, it's anxious too. It's like, where's my ballot? Where's my ballot? Where's my ballot? (laughs) So give it a few days to get there. But call us if you don't get it because we can start investigating it and, and we'll get it to you. So I'm glad you had a, an easy process there. Yeah, it was. And we can check for you, by the way. Uh, you should get, did you, are you a normal resident in normal? Um, yeah, but I ended up voting back at home. Because, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I should have voted down here, but I, and my mom just ended up saying, hey, you're mailing back here. I was like, oh, I forgot to change my address. Well, and that's not a bad thing. I, that's what we'll tell a lot of folks that if you're still registered back there, that's perfectly legal, by the way. Thank yeah. goodness. And um, if you're already registered there and you think, well, I don't really want to re-register here, do exactly what you did. Yeah. And, and it- to me, you kind of get to lo- vote for your local folks back home too, but that, that's good. That- now here, if, if you we had mail, mailed it here, Within a few days, you should get a confirmation postcard saying we received your ballot. We can also look up if you call in or email and say, yep, we got it, because it automatically goes in the system. We all hope the system works, but the technology usually does. 
Um, and so we can tell if we received your ballot. So always check on that if you need to, but you should get a postcard from us. Then Kelly. And so this is kind of just going off the whole election, election judges like aspect. I know um, election judges tend to be more of like the older crowd and obviously COVID has had affected, like has had an effect on that. So just kind of in McLean County, how have like election judges been like affected, especially for the older crowd who may not want to go out because they're at risk? And how are you guys like working with like that aspect? That's another good question. In March, right, when COVID hit and our judges, I would say 70% would be considered older um, and have done a fantastic job over the years. But many of them we lost, not in a bad way, but over a, over 100 dropped out three days before the election or within a week, 100. And they felt so badly. They go, okay, you, know, I, you know, so many of them after 10 years. I said, don't worry about it. We understand that. And that's why we have always worked vigorously over the years to have a wait list. Mostly it's because the flu season has usually hits about now. So we've learned the hard way to try to always have a backup. And we did this time and we, well, like those 70 judges, we had assigned at um, bone for election day and we had to cut it down to 35. So there's 35 judges that I had to draw out of a hat. Let's say you're not working. And they all agreed to go elsewhere to these where we lost 100. So we were able to fill them in and get them a site. And some of them were willing to drive out to, you know, Danvers, and they weren't really sure where they were going. And their Google Maps worked fine. And they just did a fantastic job. So the same holds true now. We, we got a lot of cancellations ahead of time, uh, and mostly older folks a little bit concerned about their health. But because it's a state holiday this time, did you guys know that? You probably know that because you're not going to have school. Um, we got a lot of students and we do our outreach and the teachers spread the word. We've got a lot more signed up two ISU professors the other day to be judges. So we have, an, we have a wait list of over 120. And it makes me kind of feel bad because we can't give them an assignment. But they are ready to go in case something else should happen. Maybe the flu will, God forbid, take a run so we're they've all taken their online training we couldn't have in-house training this time but we developed very professional online training and they would only be placed with veteran judges so they don't get too frightened when they go out for the first time so very good question so we've got it's been enabling us to get a whole group of new younger people in and engaged to see that hey you can do this and this is really interesting and they'll find out it's a really long day because you have to be there at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you can't leave until seven o'clock at night. But everybody understands that because it's all for this greatest thing in the world is our elections and our democracy. And people are really, really excited about it this year more than I have ever seen. Yeah, it seems like it's a really big election year. I when I um went out to Eastland Mall this weekend and I saw it was early voting. I got like so excited. <laughs> I saw people waiting. I was like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> oh you're okay you're a sick young lady you need to come work for us <laughs> I, I don't know what it is I was like I I love politics I know and I love I guess, people get involved I'm like yes use your participation I know isn't that exciting yeah because, I got so excited I looked at yeah. my roommate and I was like look there's people voting I'm so happy and she probably looked at you like okay let's go get some coffee yeah she's like <laughs> uh, I'm walking this way <laughs> No, that's great. And uh, let's hope that, and you know, the other thing that can hit even illnesses, you know, 
flu or whatever on election day, that's why you notice I keep pushing early voting and voting by mail, is bad weather. Now don't say, well, it's only November 3rd, because I remember one year that was just like a terrific, terrific storm. And that discourages people mm -hmm. from going out. Or they think, oh, it's going to clear up and I'll go and it never does. So I always factor in, in fact, we have a what if team. We never had this before. They're working on what if this happens. I'm not going to tell you all the what ifs we have, but let's just, you know, what if we get quarantined today? We mm -hmm. have a plan. You know, this I can tell you about that we were set up to work remotely. Mm -hmm. So nothing will stop. We've got one other big one that we're working on the final answer for that. And it's like, what if we're quarantined on election day? We have a plan for that. So barring, let's hope none of that happens, but that's stuff that you'd never really had to think about before. And it's good to have in case of anything else, storms or anything else. If something happens out at a polling place, power goes down or whatever, the arena is open again for the first time as the vote center. Everybody can come downtown Bloomington. That's a vote center on election day for all McLean County voters. So keep that in mind. If you go to your polling place and you didn't early vote, like I told you to, um, you can check the arena and see if there are long lines there because you've got all day long. You can either go check your polling place, go back to the arena. So don't let long lines discourage you too much. Also remember if you're in line at seven o'clock at night, the polls stay open. So if the lines are out the door till midnight, we will be there. But that, again, you can alleviate those long lines by, did I mention, early voting and voting by mail. And so I know that McLean County has, um, at, least, at least ISU has a couple, I don't know if I'm saying this word right, I'm going to try my best, but percents. Um, so like, how do they work in general? I didn't hear the word. Uh, precincts. Oh, how do the precincts work? Yeah. Okay, when you get your voter card, look on the back, uh, and that's a good question that is different this year, so thanks for bringing that up. On the back of your voter card, it will tell you what precinct you're in, and it'll tell you your polling place and the address. Okay, we had four polling place changes this time. You didn't get a new card for that. You did get a letter, and we're sending out another letter reminder. The nursing home, for example, is going to be at a church. Evergreen Place Retirement Village is just down the block at Oakdale Elementary School since they're closed today. So just kind of, if you're registered to vote though in those places, you will get another letter the week before reminding you. So there's there's four of those. But if you, now, so you need to know where your polling place is if you're gonna wait and vote on election day and that's on the back of your card. That's another thing you can Google. How do I find my polling place? If you lost your card, you do not have to have your voter registration card to vote. You don't have to have it with you. It doesn't hurt in case there's a glitch in the computer or something. Say, hey, I got my card. Um, the judges will let you vote. So know where you're going before you go or else go to the arena because it's open for everybody. You answered my other question for that. So please. <laughs> And then our last one is, this is going back to the drop-off boxes. Is this, are the drop-off boxes like a new thing this year or have they always um, existed? I, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> right. The um, drop boxes for Illinois are new this year. They were in that Senate bill 1863 that gave us an option 
to do drop boxes. We didn't have to. Some states who have been working on this for four or five years have drop boxes. I forget which ones, Utah and, and some others. In fact, only vote by mail. I think there's two or three states that only vote by mail. Don't quote me. But so we decide, I, I could have gone back and forth. I don't want to do drop boxes because I was nervous about them. Some of those states have them out on the street like a mailbox. I was not comfortable with that because some little scoundrel could come in and, whoops, I don't want to give anybody any ideas. But let's just say I wasn't comfortable with them being out on the street. So we have them inside locations. So like I was telling you, if you went ahead and voted your ballot, but thought, I don't really want to put it in the post office box, or I don't have a stamp. You can drop it off at our office, and all those drop boxes are on our website, Google McLean County Clerk. Over in the left column, you'll see drop boxes. We even have maps to show you where they are. Here at our office at the Government Center, walk in with your ballot, and we'll show you where it is, and you drop it in there. It's locked. It's taken out each night, and the ballots are stored by a Republican and a Democratic judge, and that's open for poll watchers to watch. We have them at the early voting sites. Just make sure if you see a long line when you go early vote, but you've got your ballot, just go up to a judge and say, hey, I don't need to stand in line. I got my ballot. And they'll show you where to put it in a drop box there. Around the county, we've got them in Lexington and Leroy and Tawanda, and they've really been popular. So I think we'll continue to use that as an option. All right. And then do you have any more questions, Kelly? I don't. I don't either. Is there anything else you would like to add? No, good questions, though. I um, appreciate all of them. Just, did I mention early voting? I'm joking. Just try, <laughs> try to remember to early vote or vote by mail if you can. But we have a, I'm really proud of the people that I work with. I, I kind of kid, I'm a Republican. And I looked at the room downstairs and only the Democrats had shown up for work. I go, what happened here? This is a whole room full of Democrats. And uh, we actually can laugh about that. And I think it makes people feel better, the poll watchers that come in and see that we are fair and balanced. And we're going to make sure you get the right to vote. And like I said, if it takes me driving out your ballot, we're going to do it. So you make sure you've got to do your responsibility too, though. Please try not to wait until the last minute. But if some reason, you know, things happen in life, and you get sick or have an emergency or something, of course you're gonna wait to the last minute, but try not to, because we don't want you to get discouraged if there's a long line, but you got lots of options, please take advantage of them and call us or email us anytime. Well, thank you so much for meeting with us. I know you're probably busy, so I, we really appreciate it. Well, thank you, and we're busy, but this is part of it. You know, we work for you. And, and we're here for you. And that's what we want people to know more than anything. So thanks a lot.